What the fuck is up? Welcome back. This is another episode of me, Noah Hills, an NPC between two ferns in my grandmother's side room talking about running backs. And you can follow me on Twitter at No More Parties. You can follow me on TikTok at No More Parties. And you can find my written work and my running back rankings at noamoreparties.com. And today's video, I want to talk about one running back in this class, Sean Tucker, who some people love. I've seen him as high as like RB3 for some people in this class, and some people can't stand the guy, and I've seen him like outside of top 10. So wide range of opinions on Sean Tucker. I'm going to give you mine. Let's get into it. If you think a year ago to like Kenneth Walker, what we were expecting from him at like the combine, really what we ended up from him at the combine more than what we expected. Um, he was like, what, 5'9", uh, between 5'9 and 5'10 and like 211 pounds. That's like Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker was listed at 5'10 and 210 pounds last, uh, last season. And he is super explosive, fast. Mm. He's, he could run right around where Kenneth Walker ran, like the 4'3", or 8". Wouldn't be shocked to see this guy run sub 4-4. He is very fast. And a lot of people putting together, like, rookie running back rankings or prospecting from, like, a numbers-based lens on Dynasty Twitter and things like that, a lot of these people like to look at running backs in 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 the context of, like, a couple key metrics. Like, I don't know if anybody really uses Dominator rating anymore, but they want them to be productive. But mostly, they want their running backs to be decent size. 210 is right around there, but speed score is a big one. Uh, people want size-adjusted athleticism, size-adjusted weight-adjusted speed. It seems like Sean Tucker's going to have that, and they want guys who catch the ball, and the go-to metric for a lot of people in that area is target share, and because of a really nice target share, Sean Tucker has a reputation, I think, I perceive in what I'm seeing from other people's analysis. Sean Tucker has a reputation as like a quality pass catcher, a, a stud pass catcher I'm seeing in a lot of places. And you've probably seen this clip of him like lined up as a wide receiver, catching a screen, slipping away from a tackle, and then going like turning on the Jets immediately and going like 60 yards for a touchdown. Like if you're doing your basic research on Sean Tucker, you see 36 receptions last season. And oh, here's a clip I found of him with like this really long reception. Boom, put that in a Twitter thread, stud pass catcher. And his target share is really good. 15.5% is ridiculous. That's in the 91st percentile. Going back to running backs drafted since 2007, and it's fourth in this class to Deuce Vaughn, Jameer Gibbs, and Evan Hall. Those are the only three guys in this class with a higher target share at any point in their college careers than what Sean Tucker had last season. I already mentioned he had 36 receptions in 2022. He had 63 receptions in his career, which is more than B. John Robinson had. And on a per-game basis, his his receptions totals are in the 78th percentile among running backs drafted since 2007. So high-level volume, high-level team-adjusted volume given his, his target share. Like, he checks both of those boxes. And a lot of guys check those boxes where they're just, like, getting funneled targets on bad teams or whatever, like like Jay Ajayi had high receptions totals during his time at Boise State, but more than just the receptions totals, we want to see guys whose like usage and deployment on the field suggests that they can be like a dynamic threat in the passing game and not just a guy who like catches swing passes and catches screens a couple times a game. And Tucker had his numbers, his deployment, his usage numbers look like a guy who should be dynamic. He lined up in the slot or out wide as a wide receiver on 16.6% 
of passing snaps at Syracuse. That's in the 84th percentile. And he was targeted 1.2 yards downfield on average for his career. That's a 69th percentile A dot. So moved around the formation a lot, targeted downfield. Those are both good signs for can this guy be something other than just a checkdown machine. So Sean Tucker's got lots of targets, lots of receptions, deployment versatility. Generally that equals wheels up, but for this guy specifically, I think it's a little bit more questionable than that on like a closer look. Let's look at his his route participation rate, which basically takes all of the dropbacks uh, that Syracuse had last season and how many of them was Sean Tucker running a route. 80.5% of Syracuse's dropbacks, Sean Tucker ran a route on. That's a very high rate. It's number one in the country, other than like guys who went to like army, like were running like the triple option at a service academy and were throwing the ball like four times a game. Other than those guys, Sean Tucker's route participation rate in 2022 was the highest of any running back in the country, as was his total routes run of 275. Number one in the country would have been top 10 among all running backs in college football in the last five years and would be top five if you ignore like Mike Leach offenses. So like Max Borgie and James Williams at Washington State and then Dylan Johnson, Jaquavius Marks at Mississippi State. Other than guys playing in Mike Leach offenses who are running routes like every play pretty much, Sean Tucker's total routes run in 2022 is a top five mark in college football in the last half decade. He was running a ridiculous amount of routes for a running back, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like there's no problem with running a lot of routes, but given how many routes he was running, his target share isn't quite as impressive because in the context of how many routes he was running, his target share is then less impressive than it would be if he was running a normal amount of routes like other guys are and getting, you know, still garnering a high amount of of, of targets. And I developed a metric called route adjusted target earnings or rate, which basically looks at the nationwide target rate targets per route run data for each route type in college football. So running backs in all of college football run swing passes, I don't know, 400 times a year. This is just a random number I pulled out of my ass, but 400 times a year and they're targeted 100 times collectively. So the the collective target rate on swing passes for running backs would be what, 25%. So you find the nationwide rate or target rate for a given route, and then you find Sean Tucker's target rate on that route. And the difference between them is how much more or less then the average is he being targeted on a per route basis given the routes that he's running. This is where Sean Tucker's numbers don't look good. Given the like makeup of Sean Tucker's particular route tree, given the amount of routes he was running, if he was targeted at a completely average rate last season, he would have earned 39 non-screen targets. I'm not counting screens because that's just, you're the one guy on the play that the ball's supposed to go to. So target rate doesn't really matter. But on all other plays, on all other routes, we would have expected a guy being targeted at an average rate on all of his routes to be targeted 39 times last season. Sean Tucker on those routes was targeted 28 times. That's 72.7% of what he should have had. That's a 21st percentile number among running backs in college. Not even running backs who go onto the NFL, not even running backs who get drafted, not running backs who get combine invites. Of all college running backs, that's in the 21st percentile. That's very bad. His same mark, or, or his his mark in the same metric in 2021 was in the 43rd percentile. So in both seasons in which he's been heavily involved in the passing game, his per route target rate 
is very low relative to the routes that he's running and relative to how often other running backs in the country are getting targeted on their routes. For a a little bit of reference, uh, Deuce Vaughn was being targeted 23% more often than the average college running back would be expected to on his routes. That's in the 67th percentile. Evan Hull was being targeted 25% more often. That's in the 68th percentile. Kenny McIntosh, 27% more often. That's the 69th percentile. Jameer Gibbs, last season at Alabama, while playing with Bryce Young, a quarterback who A, could push the ball downfield, and B, could scramble, both not good ingredients for like a high target running back to get the ball very often. Jameer Gibbs was still being targeted 97% as often as we would expect the average running back to, which is in the 44th percentile, obviously a little bit lower than we would expect. But during his time at Georgia Tech, he was at 137% and 140% in those two seasons. That's the 76th and the 80th percentiles. So until Jameer Gibbs started playing with like a high level quarterback, he was being targeted well above. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Of nationwide averages given the routes he was running and even while he was playing with Bryce Young a guy who could scramble and push the ball downfield he was just barely below nationwide target rates given the routes he was running Sean Tucker was not that nearly 30% less targets then would be expected from just a random dude running the amount of routes he was running. That's not great. Add to that that 75 of Sean Tucker's 85 career targets. He has 85 career targets. All but 10 of them came on screens, swing passes, flat routes, and like other check down type routes where he's just like, he's not beating a linebacker over the middle of the field. He's not going down the sideline. He's just kind of waiting for a screen or swinging into the flat. Checkdowns represented 75 of his 85 career targets. It is true that he got seven targets on wheel routes where he kind of swings out of the backfield and goes up the sideline on wheel routes in 2022, which is good. That makes sense. He's fast. He can swing to the outside, get by linebackers going up the sideline. Perfect for his skill set. So he he does have that in his bag. He's got the wheel route in his bag. Other than that, completely checked downs for the most part. Then what, what we're left with is a guy who is not commanding high targets relative to the amount of routes he's running. When he is targeted, it's overwhelmingly on screens and checkdowns, which, yes, is not necessarily bad. There's nothing wrong with a running back who their passing down skills are limited to screens and checkdowns. That's a lot of running backs in the NFL. But you want your those guys to be able to catch the ball reliably, Sean Tucker doesn't even do that. His true catch rate, which looks only at the targets that were catchable. So his quarterback throws it into the dirt two feet away from him. 
doesn't count. His quarterback sails it over his head, basically throwing it away, doesn't count. Anything uncatchable doesn't count. If you just look at the catchable balls that were thrown Sean Tucker's direction during his college career, he cut 80.8% of them, which it's not good. It's 19th out of 23 running backs in this class for whom I've calculated this number for. And if we if we just look at screens and checkdowns, so if we say, okay, maybe some of those were like deep balls on, on wheel routes that he didn't collect, can we really knock him for like not being an elite ball tracker on, on deep throws down the sideline? Probably not. Let's just look at screens and checkdowns. Okay, his true catch rate then is 82%. That would rank 18th out of 23 running backs in this class. Not good point-blank throws on easy routes, and he's catching a lower percentage of them than 85% of running backs in this class. Everybody wants to shit on Zach Evans because he dropped a couple balls, has some concentration drops on film, but his catch rate and his true catch rate are both higher than Sean Tucker's. So if if you're all over Zach Evans for not being able to catch the ball, you need to be keeping the same energy with Sean Tucker because he doesn't do it either. So, so basically, I'm getting worked up here, but basically, Sean Tucker's ability as a pass catcher is being far overstated based on his target share, his receptions totals, and a sick play he made on a screen pass. It's good that he can make sick plays on screen passes. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's a guy we should expect to be a high target share receiver in the NFL. As a runner, I have a uh, you know mixed opinions about Sean Tucker. I think I'm I keep going back and forth on him. I think he's decent, but I don't, his box adjusted efficiency rating, which looks at his team relative yards per carry, given the box counts that he's carrying the ball in, given the down and distance situations he's carrying the ball in, of 115% means that the average Sean Tucker carry went for 15% more yards than the average carry for all of his teammates collectively during his career at Syracuse. That's decent. He's more efficient on a per carry basis than the other guys on the team. That's a good sign. Relative to other NFL backs, though, other guys who go on to be drafted to the NFL, that's a 34th percentile number. So, like, everybody who gets drafted into the NFL, for the most part, is more efficient than their college teammates were. The degree to which Sean Tucker was more efficient than his college teammates is not impressive relative to how other future NFL backs perform in that area. His relative success rate does not look at an average. It looks at a a, a success rate. It's a rate stat. So, how often are you producing a positive outcome on your carries given down distance, given the the box counts that you're running into relative to your teammates. So it's a it's a consistency metric, a success rate metric. 4.3%. He was succeeding on 4.3% more of his carries in college than his teammates were. That's a 61st percentile number, so pretty good, solid. So we got 34th percentile on per carry average, 61st percentile on like per carry consistency, and he did have his worst season in 2022. According to these numbers, he was much better on relatively limited work as a freshman, um, a bit... Actually, these these career numbers are about what he did as a sophomore. So there you go. I was more impressed by like his patience, his discipline, his decision-making in general on film in his junior year in 2022 than I was from the games that I watched from his 2021 sophomore season, where it was like 100 miles an hour all the time. He was just full go, hardly even reading plays, just getting the ball and going. And it it worked sometimes because he's super fast. And if there are openings, his decisiveness and his explosiveness are his best traits. And they work really well together when holes are open and he can just go and in, in that case, he could be gone because he's very fast and very explosive. I don't think he's a great zone runner because of that when he needs to kind of slow down and read things. He's a little too, like, decisive when things aren't there. But I think gap concepts where he has to, like, follow a puller or hit a designed hole on, you know, over here in the B gap, you have to go there. 
I think those help him pace himself better. He does a good, better job of being patient on gap concepts, and that fits his skill set as well, where because there's a there's a designed gap, once it materializes for him, he can just plant his foot and go versus finding somewhere to go on a zone run where he's a little bit more antsy. Um, his other main issue, I think, is a lack of tools that he can use like in interactions with defenders, whether those are tools that he can use to like evade defenders or like power through them. And I know that Pro Football Focus has his missed tackles force per attempt at 0.23, which is decent. That's 59th percentile. I don't know exactly how they calculate that, but based on my film study, he was not good in this area. His success rate when attempting like evasive maneuvers, whether those are dead legs or spin moves or jukes or, you know, whatever, to evade tacklers using elusiveness. Uh, 67.3% success rate. That is bottom half of the class among guys I've watched so far, fourth out of 10 guys that I've watched and charted at least 100 runs for so far. Um, so not impressive there. As far as power goes, I think he's the least powerful running back in this class, and that includes Devon A. Chain, who's 185 pounds, and Jameer Gibbs, who's like what, like 200, 205, maybe. I will say, I haven't, I haven't watched everybody in this class. I haven't watched Deuce Vaughn yet. I haven't charted his his stuff, so I would imagine he's less powerful than Sean Tucker. But of the 10 guys that I've watched so far, Sean Tucker is the least powerful. Based on charting I've done, where I'm I'm noting how directly was a player contacted? Was it from the side? Was it just a reach using like a four? arm? Was it head on? Was it from a linebacker? Was it from a defensive back? Was it from a defense? All of these factors, positions, uh, direction, the solidity of contact. Sean Tucker is, he ranks sixth out of 10 against defensive linemen, powering through defensive linemen. He ranks ninth out of 10, powering through linebackers. And he ranks 10th out of 10, last out of 10 in powering through tackle attempts from defensive backs. His overall score is 10th out of 10 guys I've watched so far, lower than Devon A. Chain, lower than Jameer Gibbs. He has elite burst, probably elite long speed, but below average elusiveness and very little power to speak of. I think he's Tevin Coleman with some like speculative Travis Etienne type upside. He's the kind of guy you look to as like, okay, this guy's a raw runner with a lot of like explosive ability in the open field. That could be Travis Etienne. I don't think Sean Tucker has the sort of contact balance that Travis Etienne showed in college. And without that in his game, I think he's Tevin Coleman, which isn't a bad thing. I just don't think it's quite like RB3, RB4 level talent in what I think is a is a really good and really deep running back class. So those are my thoughts on Sean Tucker. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. I'll see you next time. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 